everyone, and welcome back to At the Coffee Table Podcast. I am Jason Klink, your host. This is episode 75, and it is my distinct pleasure to have uh, the gentleman you're seeing uh, on the podcast. Selfishly, it's so I get one-on-one time with him, but we'll do our <laughs> best to uh, get through the podcast and hopefully share some tidbits of some great information. So to introduce, this is Jared James. Jared is a probably one of the biggest social media influencers in the real estate industry. He's on all of the social media platforms. Uh, he speaks around the world. He is an in-demand speaker, entrepreneur, author of, of his own book, Get Out of Your Way. Uh, he created his company, Jerry James Enterprises, and has become one of the most effective coaching companies around, uh, helping thousands of real estate uh, agents across the globe uh, learn how to create a more predictable business. Jared, thank you for joining me here today. Hey, man, absolute pleasure. I'm, uh, it's funny because everybody's been giving me crap lately that I haven't done one of my own podcasts in a while, and now I'm doing yours. <laughs> so people are going to get upset. But for anybody who's watching this or listening to this, I'm literally shooting like like three or four podcasts today for our own uh, that'll be going out. We're getting back on track with that. So good for you, man. 75. Good for you. 75. Yeah, I, I started my podcast in 2020 during the lockdown. I was thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, and then I was like, "Well, I got time. I might as well get it started." And I've yeah. been off and running ever since. So I was going to say, I said, "Good for you," unless you started it like 13 years ago and you're only on episode 75. But it, it was in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Congrats, man. I know, I know what that's like to have to, you know, you put them out on a consistent basis, just yeah. content, content, content. So good for you, man. Thanks. Thank you. I appreciate it. So you know, with the the now, you and I actually had met, and you meet a thousands of people every year, but you and I actually had met, you had, you had come to Syracuse and did uh, a conference talk for Hunt Real Estate. Oh yeah, and, one of my clients there, yeah. Yeah, so, and, and luckily they invited real estate agents from outside their brokerage, so I had the opportunity. That was really the first time I think I've, uh, I saw you s- speak in person anyways, but yeah. when I got into the real estate business, so I came out of public safety, I get in the real estate business, I didn't know anything about real estate, didn't know anything about running a business. So... Luckily, I had a decent, I had a very good mentor um, when I first started with the brokers that I was at, but there was a lot of self-learning that went with it. Yeah, of course. And I had to develop my own knowledge on real estate, on the business, and I had come across two pieces of, or two uh, influencers that I came across was was you and Ruth. Yeah. So it, I would sit for hours just consuming your videos, listening to what you had to say, and the first thing that struck me is, man, this guy is just thinking way outside of what I've seen so far in the real estate business. Is this how you've always kind of patterned not only your real estate business, but the coaching business as well? Yeah, of course, man. Like I don't, uh, I think one of the things you'd find a little bit weird about me is I don't really listen to anybody in the real estate space. Um, you know, I think, I think it's part of what, um, keeps us from innovating, right? We're all just kind of eating each other, so to say, and stealing from each other and, and just kind of just recycling everything that's, you know, been going on within our industry. I mean, for example, like one of the, one of the main tech, one of the main techniques, one of the main strategies we teach to people right now, because everybody wants listings, right? I was at, I was at a conference uh, recently and there was like 3000 people there. And I said, how many of you want more listings? And everybody's like, yeah, you know, of course they want more listings. I'm like, how many of you, if I call you out, pull you up on this stage and make, make you tell us what your daily strategy is to get listings could actually do that right now. And two hands went up 
And, and one of them was probably lying. I mean, let's be honest. Right. Um, and so the greater point was, was that, you know, first off, there's a, there's a huge disconnect between what we say we want and what we actually want. And so then I went on and I went on to ask them, I said, guys, uh, how many of you have a budget when you have a listing, you either promote it, you, you send out postcards, you do whatever. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, I do that. I said, how many of you have a budget for buyers? Like you spend money on your buyers and everybody's just looking around like, well, what are you talking about? Budget for buyers. And it was such a great example to me. It was such a, it was such a aha moment that really all we do is just keep doing what we've always done because we don't even look outside the industry. And so I said, guys, look, the number one way to create listings right now is the thing you're all avoiding, which is buyers. You know, if you want to catch the mice, you got to have the cheese. And so I said, here's what I want you to do from now on, right? From now on, every buyer you get, I want you to grab this phone. I want you to look into it and you're going to shoot a buyer for every, you're going to shoot a video for every single buyer you have. You're going to be like, hey, everybody, and so-and-so, whatever. I've got a buyer looking for a three- to four-bedroom, one-to-two-bath, 1,500-2,000-square-foot home in the so-and-so school district. If you or anyone you know is even considering selling, please let me know right away. I may be able to uh, sell your home without it ever hitting the market. And you take that, and then you promote it on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Put 20 bucks behind it, like whatever it is, right? And people are there like, well, I don't know how to do that. Awesome. Find a 13-year-old. They know how to do it, Okay. But the greater point was that I'm trying to make, and I'm skipping a lot of details with that because it's not the point of the story, but the greater point was they had never even thought about the idea of spending money on buyers because it wasn't how everybody did it. It wasn't how top producer Bob taught them to do it. It wasn't how, you know, whatever. And so for me, what I try to do is, while I try to keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on in our industry, and I have a lot of ways to do that, whether it's our, you know, tens of thousands of students or uh, uh, just the people that I'm connected with the industry or the stuff that I'll read or whatever. One thing that I'm really, really conscious of is not say, not getting, not boiling in the water like a frog, so to say. Yeah. Um, meaning getting so comfortable with the industry, creating, you know, pillars that, 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 that really aren't pillars. We just make them that because it's just what we're used to and making sure that my mind is always kind of open to, you know, look, there are principles that are tried and true, right? You want to get in front of people, visibility, Trump's ability, like all of that stuff. Yep. But making sure that I don't get so caught up in the way the strategies have always been done because our, our industry is not an innovative industry. Like the moment someone innovates, somebody reports them to the local board, um, you know, and says that what they're doing is unethical. I mean, think that's what happens all over the country, all over the world, whenever somebody does anything different. They're stealing my people. They're doing whatever. So what I try to do is I try to kind of remove myself from the sea of sameness, uh, try to remove myself from the boiling water yeah. that the frog ultimately dies in. Right. And, I, and I try to see, like, I try to allow my brain to do what it does, you know, without putting limits on it. Because, look, we all have different gifts. We all have different skill sets. And one of mine is how my brain works, you know. And what I can't do is get so bogged down with the way that everybody does things now or the way they think they should be done or whatever that I don't allow my brain to do what it does. And so, yeah, man, I, I'm always looking outside the industry and I don't really, I honestly don't do a lot inside the industry um, because I, I think that's where innovation comes from. It, it comes from the idea of like allowing your mind to do what it does, look and see what's going on outside your business and then going, okay, how do we apply that here? What's that look like here? Did you have... Did have you ever gotten or have you had some pushback from those those agents, those people within the industry that are that especially in the beginning of of your businesses? Um, did they have did you have a lot of pushback of, you know, you know, we have the traditional real estate 
uh, you know, activities, what you're saying, you know, that just that that's never going to turn any business. Yeah, dude, all the time. We yeah. still get it. We still yeah. get it. If you know how many of our marketing letters get reported to boards of realtors on a regular basis um, and we get a letter you know, from the board that, uh, you know, this is, uh, unethical, this is whatever. And then we, okay. So what part of it's unethical? Like, what are you talking about? Um, you know, like, like it's just, it's just what they do. It's just, it's just not a very innovative industry. You know, I look at most of these places like a local DMV, you know, they just kind of next stamp next and they just kind of go through and, and innovation's not their job. So I don't blame them for that. And then they're just responding to their, to their, um, to their members who are complaining. Um, but at the end of the day, man, like you don't separate yourself by being like everyone else, right? There's a fine line. Like just because you do something different doesn't make you unethical. For example, we've got letters that we'll send out, you know, when it, when it comes to circle prospecting, especially with newer agents, they're like, they don't have listings, they don't have whatever. And they're like, how do I get business? I'm like, well, one of the best ways is circle prospecting, because when you look at a, at a property being listed, statistically within 30 days, another property is going to get listed in that area. So why would we not be going after that area? But the problem is when you send out marketing and stuff to that area, the listing agent will come back and go, well, you can't do that. That's my listing. Well, there's no rule that you can't circle prospect an area where it's not your listing. It's a publicly available listed property. Reaching out to the neighbors and saying, hey, your, your neighbor's property was just listed. You didn't say you listed it. You're saying your neighbor's property was just listed. They can go on realtor.com and see that. Right. By the way, I'm not sure if you're aware, this may have changed the value of yours. Would you like to know how it may have changed? Like, that's not unethical. It's just different. It's just proactive. It's just, right. and in an industry where, my God, we might as well be called Amway because that's really what our industry is. It's multi-level marketing. It's just, we bring people in and we go talk to your friends and family. Talk to your friends and family. Talk, we're Amway. You know, and so, and, and look, we, we want you to talk to your friends and family, but that's one line in the water, you know? So when it really comes down to it, it's like, yeah, talk to your friends and family, do those kinds of things, no doubt. But if you want to do more than stare at your phone and hope to God it rings and you want to actually follow strategy and you want to actually be proactive every day and do things that create appointments, that create business, that create, well, then you have to think a little different, you know, and you've got to act a little different and you're probably going to you know, ruffle some tail feathers, so to say, you're going to tick some people off a little bit, um, who, who are used to, you know, everybody does things my way and everybody, well, too bad. This isn't a salary business. Like we're independent contractors. I don't get paid because I followed your rules. Right. You know, I get paid because I innovate and I, and I do what's best for me and my family, um, in an ethical, friendly way, like none of that, you know, but it's anytime you do that in this industry, it's going to be so counter because they've kind of got their rules, of this is how everybody operates and this is, yep. and you know, to succeed in any high level, you can never follow that. That's just, that's not going to work. You can't, you can't follow normal habits and expect to have abnormal results, right? You can't get into real estate to bet on yourself and to say, Hey, I'm going to go with no benefits. I'm going to go with no salary. I'm going to go with, and then follow, you know, nine to five job rules. If you want abnormal results, you got to be a little abnormal. Right. And so it's just such a counter, you know, it doesn't make yeah. sense when you look at how our industry acts, but that's my job is to push people out of that. Right. Right. And, you know, in 2017, when I started in, in real estate and I started learning, one of the things that I recognized early on was the use of social media for the business. And yeah. your famous statement of if you're not visible, you're invisible. And Visibility trumps ability. That's right. Yeah. 
Yep. So to me, it was all right. How do I get in front of people and not and get them to stop scrolling? And that's a lot of what I talk to, even real estate agents and my brokerage is how do you get them to stop scrolling? Yeah. Well, it, you know, if you're gonna go on, to me, I love it when I, I go through and you got you know agents that are buy or sell, buy or sell, buy or sell, buy or sell, and that's yeah. all you see. You see static posts and it's buy. But yeah, and and they completely negate the fact that people work with us because they like know and trust us. There you go. And if you don't come across as a human being and show that you're a human being, uh, it's it, they're never going to stop scrolling, especially the way these algorithms are. Yeah. Have yeah. you found a challenge even with your own social media material with the way these algorithms keep changing? Sure. It's not, it's not a... Okay, so when you say challenge, yeah, I guess it's a challenge, but I actually kind of, I like it. You know, is the more they keep changing the rules, as ridiculous as they may be, yeah. To me, they give me an advantage. And, and here's what I mean by that. You know, digital marketing, for example, social, whatever, has changed on such a level. Like, we live in a world right now where everything is discriminatory. You know, you can't target an open house to a zip code because that's discriminatory, which is ridiculous. Like, people 30 miles away don't care about my open house. They care right here. Well, why are you targeting that zip code? Because that's where the freaking house is. Like, it's not discriminatory. Like, we, we, we literally live in a world where a woman's magazine can't target women because that's discriminatory. I mean, it's just stupid. Like, common sense is gone. But the more those things happen, what, what I have to remind myself and what everybody listening has to remind themselves is that when those rules change, they change for everyone. So it's not like they just change for you. So the more they change the rules, the more difficult they make it, the easier they make it for me. Because I have this, I have this belief that if you put me on the same board, if you have us play in the same game, I'm always going to win. Like that, that is my mentality. And the more difficult, and I don't mean that from a, and I know that can come off, especially people who don't know me. I don't mean that from an arrogant standpoint. I'm talking about like how you need to talk to yourself. I'm talking about how, what you need to believe about yourself. You know, I don't, I don't go out. That's not my mentality when I'm talking to people or when I'm doing whatever, but my inner mentality, like whenever anything happens, the voice, you know, the voice that talks to you more than any other voice in the world the person who spends more time with you than anyone else in the world, right? Like everywhere you go, there you are, right? Yep. That voice has got to be in support of you. And so my inner voice is a constant, you're going to win. You're going to win. Like that happened, you're going to win. That's how I think about it, right? So I don't, when these changes happen, yeah, they're frustrating, they're whatever, but at the end of the day, you know, they changed for everyone. So I'm okay. But when we talk about visibility and we talk about social and we talk about they got to like trust you, they got to like no trust you, the whole thing. The most important of all of those is no. They have to know you, okay? And they have to know you and they have to have a chance to know you, N-O-U, you, okay? Like those are what we're looking for there. I need you to know me and then I need the chance for you to know me, N-O me, right? The more no's I get, the more yeses I get. And, and the size of our business will always be determined by the number of people who woke up this morning and had never heard of us before and by this afternoon have to make a decision about us. That's the bottom line. Like, yes, I may get more no's than anybody watching or listening to this right now, but I get a hell of a lot more yeses than everybody watching too because I've come to the conclusion that I'm not so fragile that a no ruins me, okay? So I know that I need them to get to know me and then I need to give them the chance to know me, N-O. I need to get to know me K-N-O-W, and then I need to give you a chance to say no, right? And so the number of people who don't know me this morning but have to make a decision about me by this afternoon, that's where social comes in, man. Like, you know, I put up, look, very simple. I put up a video just this morning, right? And I'll just pull this up. 
awesome What's video. that? That was an awesome video. The one where you were talking about uh, the two different sources. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like the idea that we have way too much content and you've got Grant Cardone says this and Dave Ramsey says this and whatever, right? That so I put this up this morning, right? And here, here's my point. I put this up two hours ago, right? It's got, it's coming up on 3,500 views. It's been shared 70 something times. It's got, you know, whatever it is. But here's the important part that really matters to me. This has been out of those 3,500 views. Almost half of those are people who don't follow me. Okay. I love that. So while, while, while the person listening or watching is contemplating what's their next content play is going to be, whether they should be on social or if that's just where John, you know, you find out John had chicken for dinner um, or whatever it is they're contemplating in their head. I've gotten the last two hours, almost 2000 people who had never heard of me before that just watched that video, but that's on one platform. We're also over on TikTok, we put it up on Facebook, we put it up on, so there's thousands and thousands of people in the last two hours that had never heard of me that now have to make a decision about me. Right. That is how I run my business. And, and for anybody watching or listening, if they're in real estate or whatever they do, here's the really cool thing. That video is going to end up and it's going to have, I don't know, it's going to have 10,000 or 20,000 views or whatever it's going to have, okay? You watching right now don't need that. You're in a local marketplace, you know? If you get 25 people who didn't know about you this morning, but chose to watch you over Netflix, you're winning. You know, like you don't need thousands and thousands. Right. But the greater principle, the greater point that you really need to grab hold of is, you know, I need to get them to know me, K-N-O-W, before I get them to know me, N-O, to give me a chance to say no. Because the more chances I have it no, the more chances I'm going to have it yes. And that's so cliche and motivational. It's also the truth. Yeah, you know, sure. so yeah, man, social matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just did a, I did my own piece of content today uh, <clears throat> that talked about uh, as humans where we get in our own way. We notoriously get into our own way because we're, we're listening to the wrong voice in our head. And right. notoriously and overanalyze and, and, you know, self-sabotage. And, and it's these things where it's, you know, if it's going to do good, if it's legal and ethical and, and you're not hurting anyone, you know, you should. Isn't it funny we even have to say that in today's world? I know. Like, why do we even have to preface with that? Yeah, like, I, I, I'm just like, duh. Yeah. There's just so many critics, so many, everybody's got an opinion now. Yeah, you know? and, and it's like you were talking about before with circle prospecting. The first thing that came to my mind was in New York State where I am. Yeah, yeah. Well, first we go to yeah. the, the, the emergency pandemic lockdown procedures and you can't cold call, I can't do circle prospecting. Dude, you, you guys are right in line with California right now with the rules oh, yeah. they make. I mean, it's just absurd. And then it, they got rid of that, they let that go, and then we, we, we did it because of gun violence. And, and somehow that, that translated into you can't circle prospect and cold call for real estate because of gun violence. Dude. It, it's just... It's a crazy world right now, man. I was, just, yeah. I was just walking around Seattle where they had decided to no longer um, uh, prosecute anybody who's like doing something illegal on the streets. And I'm literally walking down the street outside and I have a cop yelling at me to put my mask on outside while two dudes are shooting up drugs five feet from me. And I'm just like, I'm the one that you're going to use the effort to, you know, take them. But like, they're shooting up drugs. It's a crazy world right now, man. But like, I've said this in a podcast I did. I think I said it on our advanced stage. When the world gets crazy, make sure you don't. Like, uh, yeah. you know, when the world gets crazy, make sure you don't go crazy. Like, that's it, man. Protect your peace. Protect your mentality. 
I'm well aware that that is an insane situation. You're yelling at me to put a mask on while this guy's shooting drugs up and you're not allowed to say anything to him. That's insanity. Um, but that is, unfortunately, you know, overall just where our world is at, you know. Yeah. But when the world becomes crazy, make sure you don't. It's really that simple. And that, if nothing else, if anybody listening, watching, you take away nothing else, take away that. <laughs> because with, with the amount of, of stuff we're getting bombarded with each and every day, you know, it's, it's very quick to get taken up by the insanity. Yeah, man. Yeah. You mentioned something a minute ago, man. You're talking about in your head and your whatever. Look, man, when we live in our heads, we create problems that don't even exist. Right. You know, like that's how it works. When, when we, I wrote a book called Get Out of Your Way, and a lot of it is just that, man. Like when, when we live in our heads, we create problems that don't even exist. When we overthink, like, you know, I've been ending a lot of my events lately telling everyone in the audience, look, you know, your greatest competition are not these people here. They're not the ones sitting next to you. They're not the ones from your office. There's enough business for everybody. Your greatest competition is, is complacency. Your greatest competition is overthinking. You know, your greatest comp that's your greatest competition. We, we're pointing to all these other things that we have no control over, which makes us feel better. But the real competition starts right here. When you make a decision that I'm going to win, when you make a decision on a strategy you're going to follow, when you make a decision, nobody can stop you but you. You know, I think a lot of people would be very surprised to hear that um, – Myself and then the person who probably has like the number one number of students uh, uh, in the world as far as real estate students, we talk all the time uh, and we help each other all the time. We support each other all the time. We shoot text messages back and forth when he's doing his event and I'm doing mine. We're like, good luck, man. The industry needs you like, you know, go get it because we don't look at each other like that. The business is big enough. The industry is big enough. And if at the end of the day, we believe we're good for the industry, no one's going to stop us but us, period, you know, and you have to believe that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I was thinking, too, one of my cl coaching clients through Jared James and, uh, Enterprises, uh, we were having our, our coaching call the other day, and um, he, was, he has some, he has some d decisions and some choices to make. Right. And he's analyzing, analyzing, analyzing. I'm like, dude, make a decision. Dude. Weigh the pros, the cons, and the options and make a decision because you're yeah. weighing on this way too long. Uh, Jason, Jason, indecision is worse than a bad decision. Right. Like if anybody watching right now, anybody listening right now, like just listen to me. Indecision is worse than a bad decision. Okay. I can recover from a bad decision. I can learn from a bad decision. Um, I, I can leverage a bad decision. I, there's a lot of things I can do with a bad decision, right? It's almost like credit, right? No credit is worse than bad credit. Uh, if, if, you go, if you go in for a car loan and you have bad credit, they can deal with you. They're like, all right, this sounds good. This is, you know, whatever. If you go in for a car loan and you have absolutely no credit, good luck. It, it's probably not going to happen for you. Like, there's, like for anybody listening right now that has kids, one of the best things you can do for your children, if you pay your bills, add them to your credit card now. Because then they're going to go into their 18 years old, whatever, with 850 credit scores, and the world is their oyster. Like, it's going to be an easier world, right? Like, just from a practical sense. But yeah. indecision is worse than no decision. I mean, indecision is worse than a bad decision. A lot of people, our students, the people you work with, like, they need to understand that. Indecision isn't a good thing. You're not avoiding a problem. You're not avoiding, you know, whatever. You're simply creating more when you're indecisive. It's funny you said that about the credit cards. My wife and I were just talking about that the other day because we have a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old, and we were talking about getting them a strong line of credit before they ever get to college yeah. because I have two older kids, and credit's been a struggle. So it's funny you yeah. mentioned that. Yeah, um, man. That's it, man. That's practical stuff, but, like, 
it amazes me the number of people who have children and stuff and don't, you know, again, the ones who pay your bills. I'm not talking about ruin their credit before they're 18. Uh, if you don't, you know, if you're buying things you can't afford, don't put your kids on your credit. You know what I'm saying? Like credit cards. Like, but when you do, like, you know, it, it sets them up for such success um, that it's worth it, man. Like, we, we don't talk. I know this isn't what this is about, but, like, we don't talk enough with children and with whatever about money and finances and it just, it controls so much of their life, yeah. you know? And then they just kind of go out there and they're bombarded with marketing and 0% this and 10% this and 5% this, and they get off to a bad start and it's tough to recover. If you want to do something for your kids, like teach them about that stuff, set them up for success. One of my biggest points that I use for my own content to try to be helpful to people and bring them value is, so, you know, me growing up a kid in the, in the eighties, and a Generation Xer who, who's being brought up by the baby boomers. It yeah. was graduate high school, go to college, go get, to college, degree, go to, get, yeah. get a good job, work 30 years, get your retirement, and hopefully live long enough to enjoy the retirement. And Dude. I went down that road, and all of a sudden I went after 20 years, I went, this is just not fulfilling. <laughs> Dude. Dude, don't even get me going on all that. You know, go to... Go to- <laughs> Go to, go to college, you know, because it separates you when everybody has a college degree now. Like when we're hiring people, I could care less about the college degree. I'm like, great, your dad paid for you to party for four years. You know, like I, I have met moron college graduates and then I've met smart ones, but it didn't have anything to do with the college degree. There are certain jobs where you need a college degree. You know, if you're going to be a doctor, if you're going to be an engineer, if you're going to be, you, there's certain things you have to learn, right? Dude, when it comes to sales and marketing and all this kind of, come on, like, it, all you did was collect debt that you can never get rid of, even if you go through bankruptcy. It's like the one thing you can't get rid of. Right. What does that tell you about the system? That right. everything else can be eliminated except for that college student loan debt that was probably backed by the government. You know, that probably, like, come on, guys. Like, you're, 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 in a, you're in a factory right now, and you're not the one working it. You're the piece on the actual rotating, like, whatever. Like, you're, you know, you got to wake up a little bit here, you know? Yeah. And, and look, I'm not go to college, whatever, like have a goal for it. If you're going there to learn sales, good luck. You're probably not gonna, if you're going for the social, you know, whatever it's the, you're young, it's the best time of your life. I get that. Go have a good time. I'm just saying if you're going because you think it's going to help you somehow, uh, being an agent or getting into sales or getting into one of these fields, you know, yeah, good luck. It, it, it's not going to teach you anything to do with that. You're going to hit the real world. Then you, then you'll learn the real stuff, but that whole, that whole American dream that was sold, you know, for years and years, like that's your grandparents' economy. Yes. That, is, that is not the economy we're living in right now. You know, how many billionaires do we have to see that didn't even get a degree right. before we realize, oh, the stuff they're teaching us shows us how to be operators to work under people. But if I have any kind of entrepreneurial sense or wanting to do that, that's yeah. probably not going to come from that, you know? Um, and by the way, I've got a degree. I finished when I was selling real estate, I was making six figures, uh, right from the beginning. Like when I was, when I was still going to school, I finished my degree at night because I knew that one day I was going to have to tell my kids, I didn't have kids at the time, but one day I'd have to tell them you need to get your degree. And it's funny because even that mentality, even I didn't believe in it then I was just like, I need to be able to tell them you need to, while I was personally working on my own, making money, not needing it, not, you know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, look, I have a BS in marketing, BS, 
it's supposed to mean Bachelor of Silence, but <laughs> you know, let's face it. I get I get a BS right there on my shelf that I'll never use because I thought it was the the right thing to get at the time, and I was going to stay in public safety forever. So yeah, the world is changing, man. It's yeah. you know, like I said, uh, for some people, a good thing if you have the right goals. Like, look, if you're going there just for the social, whatever, to have fun, meet friends, but you know, then that's fine. You know, whatever. That's an expensive social experiment. Um, but if you think it's going to change your life, short of getting a, you know, a Harvard, you know, whatever, where they're just coming after you, you know, uh, uh, in droves, it's just a different world now. It used to separate you, but now everybody has it. I mean, look, Apple just dropped their requirement for a degree. Uh, Tesla just dropped their requirement for a degree. Like they're starting to realize like some of the most successful, successful people at the top of that pyramid, that, that educational system does not support them or how they think. Right. Yeah. For sure. So I want to be mindful of your time. And my last my last question for you here today is what's what's in the future for Jared James and Jared James Enterprises going into 2022 and beyond? Oh, dude. So when is uh, when is this going to come out? Because I can decide what I'll say and what I won't well, say. It, well, it's live right now. OK, then, well, then there's some stuff I'm going to hold off on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got some big announcements coming up, uh, some of which you'll hear on our coaches call on Monday. Um, for some changes we're making and some, some really drastic changes, which is good, you know, from a, from an infrastructure perspective and, um, and those kinds of things. Um, I'm really, man, like right now I am, dude, I'm busier than ever. Like my schedule has just, that's when my voice is shot. I, I joked around with you before we went live that if my voice cracks, I promise I'm not going through puberty. It's just, I've been doing event after event, after event, after event. You know, we have a goal to be the number one coaching and training company, uh, in North America, even from a student count perspective. Um, you know, which right now we're number three, the top two have a 25 year jump on me. Uh, we'll get there. Uh, we'll get there eventually, no doubt about it. Um, I'm going to start limiting, you know, the speaking stuff. I mean, I was insane this past year. Um, you know, it was just the whole world had a coming out party. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, uh, so I'm going to raise my fees and just kind of limit that a little bit more. Uh, just went through some personal stuff where I'm just now spending a ton more time with my boys and enjoying that. And, uh, absolutely loving that. Um, don't, I've got don't two. Blame my I, friend, don't blame. Yeah, I've got two amazing. Dude, my boys are like. I'm so lucky. My boys are so amazing. They're 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 like fun to be around. They're smart. They're quick. They're hilarious. They're you know. It's just so you know. They're at the point right now where one's in high school, the other one's in seventh grade, and like you said, man, it's just yep. you know. I'm fortunate enough. They still like to hang out with daddy, um, <laughs> which is which is. Oh, I'm so happy about that. Yep. Um, you know, we got a lot of business stuff going. We just launched, we, you know, we, we built a, a transaction coordination company and we just launched it into a separate company called Cleared and Closed, mm -hmm. um, which is so cool. They do such a great job for people. Every agent in the world should have a TC, a transaction coordinator. There's no risk, you know? Right. Um, so we got that going on. Um, like I said, coaching is going to continue to grow. Our marketing department is growing in what they're doing. We just, we just uh, promoted a new director of marketing, manager of marketing. Um, and I'm, I'm interested in seeing what direction they're going to want to go. If you listen to what I'm saying with this stuff, like I love the idea of like promoting other people and like seeing, okay, where do you want to go with this? Where do you, obviously I'm the steer head, I'm whatever, but it's like, okay, let, let's pull on these people. You know, when you hire the right people, you need to trust their ideas. Right. Um, when you hire the right people, you need to, you need to allow them to use the gifts and the talents that, you know, ultimately made you want to hire them. Yep. And so I'm really excited about that because I've always been the driver. I've always been like, whatever Jared wants to do, that's what we do, right. you know? And it's just like, um, you know, there's still some of that in some areas. Some, sometimes I'll still pull rank with that stuff. But like, I, you know, because especially I've gotten so busy and I'm doing so many things, it's like I like to see like 
where are you going to go with this? What do you want to do? What are your ideas? What are your, you know, the smartest person in the room is always the room. Right. That's, that's an important point. And for people who tend to be, you know, intelligent or smart or, you know, whatever, you know, that's a, that's a difficult thing for them to understand because they've always kind of had good ideas and had. And so as a leader, there's this realization that the smartest person in the room is always the room. You know, it's the collective, like, yeah. let's hear what this is different, you know, whatever. So yes. I'm doing that right now, man. And I'm listening and I'm going, okay, what's our next steps? Um, and I'm figuring that out right now for 2022. And there are some things that I'm not saying right now because this is live uh, that we'll be announcing in the coming weeks. Um, yep. So maybe check back in the coming weeks, guys, and just send me a message and I'll tell you what those changes were. Awesome. That's great. Well, Jared, I really appreciate your time today. I could probably pick your brain for the next five hours, but I know you got a busy Friday ahead of you. I do. Um, what's, what's the best way? I know the best way, but what's the best way for, for anybody to, to connect with you? Yeah, guys, I really do enjoy connecting. So if you go to uh, connectwithjared.com, just very simple, guys, go to connectwithjared.com. All my social profiles are there. Um, easiest way to get a hold of me is usually Instagram. I check Facebook occasionally, too. Feel free to send me a DM, a direct message. Um, I, you know, I, I actually literally like batch off time and answer questions to people and respond. And, you know, I always tell people that as, as big as the world's become with internet and social and everything else, you know, the smaller you can make it for the people connected to you, the more successful you're going to be. And, and that's why I reply to every DM and every, you know, whatever, because those, those to me are worth the time, right? So you can go to connectwithjared.com. If you're interested in any kind of coaching or training or speaking or, you know, any of that stuff, brokerage-wide, just go to jaredjamestoday.com. Uh, I wish it was jaredjames.com, but that's a uh, placement firm out of England that won't sell it to us. Um, so just go to jaredjamestoday.com. Uh, reach out, guys. We've got transaction management for you. you. We can hook you up with an awesome transaction coordinator. We can hook you up with a great marketer to be doing the stuff you should be doing on a regular basis. We can hook you up with a coach. Um, there's a lot of things we can do, guys, but feel free to reach out, say hello, uh, connect with jared.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. And, and I can attest the man does answer because I asked him to be on this podcast and he answered me and we set it up. So, uh, did I actually schedule this? Did I actually like, uh, all right, let's go 12, you know, we, we, we kind of put cat in the middle. There you go. I was going to say that would, be the, that would be the response. That would be the, uh, uh, I probably reached back out and said, super busy schedule. Talk to cat. Talk to and then, and then what usually happens is at that point, we can't do it, but you're a coach for us. And so I'm like, we need to make this happen. I'm like, Kat, make it happen. Cause she reached out when you sent her, you, I guess you were really quick in getting back to her. Yes. Um, which told me something about you right there. Um, and then, uh, I was actually really excited. We were doing it and, and now doing this, uh, even more so this is, this is a, this is a cool way you're doing this, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. And for anybody that's watching, watching later, listening to it, please like comment, Share it with anybody that you think might get any value out of, out of Jared's wisdom. Uh, you know, there's no commercials here, so the only fee is to share it with everybody else that you know. Jared, again, thank there you. you. Go. I appreciate it. Uh, everybody that's watching, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and have a great day. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.